At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No investigation necessary. Welcome to VEASAN's F1 betting podcast. It's lights out, away we go, go, go. Oh, Checo is a legend. Absolute animal. The only F1 handicap you'll ever need. Michael, this is right. But the championship can only be won by one. Here are your hosts, F1 technical analyst Mikhail Miranda and betting expert Ben Wilson. Hey everybody, welcome in. A fresh episode of the VEASAN Formula One betting podcast. Mikhail Miranda is here. I'm Ben Wilson. I'm here. Mikhail, I hope you enjoyed your off-race weekend. I was in sunny San Diego, but we're back. It is Hungary Race Week, and we have a special episode coming out for you today. We'll do our full Hungary preview episode on Wednesday, getting you set for that Grand Prix, all of our best bets. But as the market continues to populate, we want to wait till we have the full menu out there. We're doing a little something different, Mikhail. Excited to start this series of episodes called On the Rise. So you do the honor, sir. Tell us what we are going to start doing each and every week. Now that we have reached, this hungry race will officially culminate the first half of the 2023 season. So we're starting this new series as a result called On the Rise. So the On the Rise is going to be the episode when we don't have race weeks, right? So I was going to do this... Uh, last week, but we had the whole news by Daniel Ricciardo breaking out, and so on the rise will be the little filler stuff of teams and drivers that we believe are actually on the rise, moving in a positive direction. Aka, not Ferrari, because we know they regressed a lot. But but we always did, talk- did just completely eliminate Ferrari <laughs> from the series before we even start the kill. Bravo, job well done. We don't know. This is the first episode of On the Rise <laughs> yeah. officially, so we're going to be talking about teams that are actually just teams and drivers that seem to be moving in a very very progressive manner that. Uh, get the team in positions that we don't usually see them in, right? And today's episode is going to be one of my favorite teams. And actually, my favorite driver is on this team. And no, this is not a biased episode towards this team and driver, but 
Today on On the Rise episode, we are talking about Williams, and I think Ben that you can you can agree to this too that Williams have been on the rise given the package that they started with the season and where they are now. Williams, Mikhail, through seven races, had a grand total of one point. They were dead last in the constructors, and very quietly, the last three races. Not only has Alex Albon placed in the points, two of the last three, but Logan Sargent has gotten quite close to recording his first point as an F1 driver, 11th in the last race at Silverstone. So I completely see where you're coming from here up to a tie for 7th now with the Haas, 10 total points over the last three weeks combined. And yeah, you're right. It started in that uh, that Canada race in Montreal. That's where Alex Ahmad had his best finish of the year in 7th. So you think about those upgrades that were originally brought to Canada, then both cars fitted with new upgrades for the Austrian Grand Prix a week later, in which... Neither team finishing the points, but still respectable 11th and 13th place finishes. That set the stage for what we saw in the last race in the UK. So upgrade specifically as far as how they relate to the track, Mikhail. What have you seen from your technical expertise? Why has this all of a sudden gone from a team at the bottom of the basement to a team that is nearing competitiveness with the likes of an Alpine toward the middle of the table? So we know that the Williams have this DNA of being a really good car it- under low drag conditions, where if you look at Canada, look at Austria, and you look at Silverstone, they had some major straights where even though in the corners where downforce is required, the Williams doesn't look that good, but it made it up in the straights and it was able to just power through on the straights like an absolute dragster of a car because it has no drag. And we have to go all the way back to the Monaco Grand Prix where the that's where the development race actually started for Williams. They had been looking at the rear of the car to get a little bit more efficient on the rear wing. And ever since we've had James Vowles come in, right, uh, as the new team principal, he said that the first thing that he did was go to the factory and look at all the departments and see where they are lacking. And they were able to start looking at the car a little bit more effectively in Monaco. And they were looking more specifically at the rear wing to bring in a little bit more downforce and reduce some of the drag. And the car is already amazing in low drag conditions. And so they were trying to just make it a little bit better, condition it a bit more. And they were also looking at the rear low beam wing. So what this does is this is a very cost-effective way to go and upgrade your car. It's not just Williams that's looking at it, it's every team on the grid because that way they can still stay under the cost cap and make sure that anything that they have is just working for them. But the major upgrades, as you said, came in Canada and this had to do completely with the side pods. So prior to Canada, you would see on the side pods of the Williams that it had a bit of a sharp turn down going to the coke bolt area of the engine towards the exhaust. But in Canada, what they did was they made that slope a little bit smoother and they brought in the slope much closer to the engine rather than closer to the exhaust. So this allows for the airflow to go around the car so smoothly that it gives it this low drag performance upgrade. Now what Williams do need to look forward to in the upcoming races is to look at how can they get a bit more downforce on the car without compromising the low drag component of the car that they've already 
car because uh, in the upcoming races they will be needing to get that car sucked down to the ground in order to corner properly especially because like we know Alex Albon in the Williams is absolutely blistering all the speed traps so far the Williams has taken every single speed trap so far right so if he's unable to control that car going to a very tight corner, this could be problematic, right? Even though we believe that Williams is on the rise, this one area that they've become so efficient in could actually be the pitfall moving forward. Now, we know two races where this sort of criteria that they've got on the car, this DNA that they've baked in, where it will be really good would be Las Vegas when they come out here at our home Grand Prix for you and me, Ben. And it's going to be Monza because, again, Las Vegas Grand Prix is modeled after the Temple of Speed at Monza. So as we look at this car, they're on the rise. They're going to be doing extremely well on the straights. We might even see them battle Red Bull. If you look back at Canada and Austria, you will see that Alex Albon was blistering fast on, on the straights it was only in the corners where Max Verstappen had a little bit of an edge because we know how Red Bull are so we are comparing one of the lowest ranked teams on the grid to the best team on the grid to a world champion right this has got to be an on the right situation for Williams because it can only get better from there now the one thing that James Vowles is looking to get uh, the FIA to look at is to be able to get the development walls on the same page. Now, what I mean by that is every team has access to CFD running throughout the season and postseason. But there are some teams like Red Bull, uh, McLaren, Zune, Ferrari, Mercedes, who have their own wind tunnel. That's because they have unlimited resources that could help advance their cars much quicker during the season. Williams does not have access to any of that due to the limitations on funding. Yes, they have new investors and a new team and Dorsland Capital taking over from uh, Claire Williams, but it's just not enough. They need a lot more and what James Valls hopes in the coming years, especially when we do, when we're out of the engine homologation period in 2026, that they could sort of get the teams a little bit closer. We're already much, much closer if we're comparing Williams to Red Bull, but James Valls wants us to be much closer. So what we're looking at is a major side pod upgrade, a major not major but pretty substantial upgrades on the rear end of the car to make it even lower drag efficient that that's what's giving it everything they need to go so the reality is while the upgrades have been significant and you just outlined everything Mikhail, this is still a season where you're seeing a lot of teams on the grid make upgrades at the same exact time we just watched what happened for mclaren when their upgrades finally came into the fold and you had two drivers finish in the top four after a disaster start to the season. Mercedes have made upgrades. Aston Martin made big off-season upgrades, which have looked very, very good. So it now becomes, all right, this is all fine and well, and they're clearly a team on the rise and as far as Williams goes. But from a betting perspective, is it still going to be worth a, a look, whether that is in the points finishes for a guy like Logan Sargent, who is one of two drivers so far yet to finish in the points, the other Nick DeVries, who, as you laid out on last week's episode, has been replaced by Daniel Ricciardo for the Alpha Tauri for the rest of the race season or as far as Alex Albon is he in that 
is that in that position now to potentially look at the top six betting where he's finished now in the points three times, two in the last three races? Because I think it's one thing to talk about teams making improvements for Kale and, and how fun that looks on paper. But it's another thing in the betting world to actually go, you know what, that is worthy of a bet. When you have McLaren who've improved, you have Mercedes who've made improvements, you know that Aston Martin have a very fast car, you know Red Bull is likely going to occupy, at the very least, two of the top six positions on the, on the overall race standings every single week. So that's my big question going forward. It's like, do we get too excited about the upgrades that we've seen so far? And is there a way to realistically approach this? Uh, it also depends on what the prices look like, because I'd imagine from your perspective, Mikhail, looking at the odds every week, odds are pretty favorable on a team like Williams, who have not been very publicly bet because of their immense struggles over the last few years. Uh, so it's one of those, those balance points I look at and that naturally is a skeptical better who want to see proof in the pudding before I put my money behind a certain driver or team. Uh, that, that's the big thing I would be looking at here going forward. Yes, yeah, so you make great points in terms of how do we look at betting Williams. So the way that I'm going to phrase this is you've got to look at the nature of the tracks and you've got to look at where Williams are good. As I said, Monza and Las Vegas are going to be two good tracks for the Williams team. But as far as rest of the calendar season, I'm going to be looking at Alex Albon in the top 10. And here's why not the top six. Red Bull already have two great, one great driver and Sergio Perez. I want, I want to see great, but Sergio Perez has his downfalls. But I still think that they are still one, two. Mercedes doing okay. They could take five, six. And the fight comes between Aston Martin, uh, Fernando Alonso, the Ferraris, and now the McLarens. Alpine can slip in there. So we have already about six teams up there fighting, right? That's 12 drivers. So looking at how you want to move forward, you have to look at the nature of the track. Now, if it's a high downforce track, I'm not going to bet Alex Williams, uh, sorry, Alex Albon, or Williams, or Logan Sargent to be in the top 10. Because I know the Alpine is good with downforce. Ferrari is good with downforce. Red Bull is good with downforce. If we'll, that's already three teams. That's top six right there. That's the six drivers right there. Now, I know when it comes to Alpine, you can say, oh, it's either Pierre Gasly or it's either Esteban Ocon. Very rarely both. Okay, but McLaren, Oscar Piastri is on pace with Lando Norris. Much better still being the top six. So how do you look at this? You have to look at what the track is offering, right? Go on the Pirelli website. Go on the FIA website. Look at the downforce level of each individual track. Well, that's what you're that's why I give <laughs> that's out. It. I tell you on a level, on a scale of one to five where the downforce is. Anything above a three, step away. Even three sometimes is pushing it. But if you're looking at a one or two, right, the Williams will saw through. I'm confident that Alex Albin will do exactly what he needs to do. He feels so comfortable in that car. He trusts the car so much that he can take the cornering speeds really well and set the fastest uh, speed in the speed traps. So if, if that's where Alex Albin is going, then I think that on a downforce level of 1-2, look at Alex Albin to score in the top 10, in the top 6 maybe, 
Oh, and if you're going forward, if the upgrades seem to work a bit more and Logan Sargent feels a lot more comfortable in the car, maybe a double top 10. And this is not just going to be like a 2 to 1 or 3 to 1. You're looking at a 5, 6 to 1. You're going to find value on this team in the coming races. Right. And in fairness, it's for a driver like Alex Albon, he's been in the plus 175 range. Even since the upgrades have been made and Williams has looked like a faster car, while for the most part this year, Logan Sargent has been among the bottom of the odds board as far as even finishing in the points in that three, three and a half to one range. So even if you aren't betting double top 10, you could still make a big profit if you are able to pick your spot wisely. As we wrap up, Mikhail, since a lot of people will be listening to this and will immediately, because we all have very short attention spans in the world of betting, we'll be thinking, all right, so do I bet either of these guys in Hungary this week? Uh, this was a team that did not do well last year, 17th and 18th, Albon. Uh, really struggled in this race as well. And his teammate at the time, Nicholas Latifi, finished one spot back. So stay away this week. Uh, and is this more of a later in the year strategy for Williams? Or are you bullish right away? Wait for the Hungary debrief on oh, Wednesday. Oh, oh, wow. I see what you're doing, Mikhail. Jeez. The Hungary debrief. We can't wait for that. That'll be Wednesday. Uh, part of the Hungarian Grand Prix in 2022. I'm sure some words will be said about Ferrari on, on Wednesday simply because Diehard race fans will remember this race last year as yet another disastrous race strategy weekend for the Ferrari that really accelerated their second half of the season downfall uh, last year. But anyway, that, that'll be saved for Wednesday. Uh, we'll come back. Fresh episode in a couple days. We will break down everything you need to know for the 2023 Hungarian Grand Prix. Final race of the first half of the 2023 Formula One season. Race number 11 in our calendar of events. So we'll be back from for Mikhail Miranda. I'm Ben Wilson. Please give us a thumbs up, subscribe, give us a little rate, five stars, preferably, and a review if you have the time to do so. And we'll be back for you on Wednesday with a full breakdown of the Hungarian Grand Prix, all of our best bets still to come right here on the VEASAN F1 Betting Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.